Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists and a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And I've got a special guest on our podcast today. She is not on our couch. She's not in our office. She is probably sitting on her couch somewhere. I'm um, roaming with the cows. In roaming with the cows in Alberta. <laughs> All right. So we are talking with a therapist and today we are going to call her Michelle. That's not her real name, but we kind of, we could have used real name and it wouldn't have made a difference um but we'll call her michelle today and uh she's a therapist originally from ontario moved to alberta we wanted you on the podcast so we can talk a little bit about your experience working at massage addict because we did a preview podcast about you know some of the chains that exist and why people would want to work in these chains because we already know that you make a lot less money or the potential to make a lot less money is there because you don't get paid very well per treatment or per hour whatever the case is um, so what I'm really looking for is your experience working at Massage Addict. And I, I also have the website open and I want to kind of compare what they have on their website to what actually might take place. Because whenever I see this written in any of the Facebook groups, there's a whole, it's like really, really different. Some people say it's awesome. Some people say it's horrible. And I really don't know what to believe. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look to you for this. Sounds good? Sounds good. Right on. So why don't you um, tell anyone who's listening and by the way everyone is listening uh great <laughs> tell them tell 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 them a little bit about yourself how long you've been practicing and where you were practicing up until the point where you went to massage addict how about that yeah so i became licensed in 2011 and i've been a massage therapist in ontario for about seven years i moved out to alberta in about 2000 beginning of 2017 i was registered quote unquote here for a year. I say that in quote because it's not a regulated province yet, but they still have their governing bodies, I guess you want to call those. The so associations, yeah. Be, the associations, yeah. And uh, I'm here again, uh, licensed for 2018. So when I initially became licensed in Ontario, I started my practice in a physio clinic, working like an animal, just freaking pumping out 20 massages a day, uh, which is like you know, 10 one hour, like 10 hour appointments, but they're usually 30 minute treatments. Yeah. And I did that for two years. And then I kind of wanted to take a step back, but they don't really take that well when you try and do that with them because they want you to be a factory worker. Yep. So they cut my hours. I had no choice but to kind of find somewhere else to go to so where I wouldn't kill myself, wouldn't burn myself out any more than I already am. And it's where I came on to Massage Addict. Right on. So there's the pull for you there. You can kind of control your schedule. And everything that I read about Massage Addict, that seems to be one of the major pulls. And that kind of offsets the really shitty pay that you get at Massage Addict, right? So there's yeah, perks, use, there's use the being able to like schedule your, or like, you know, build your schedule loosely because that's not 100% accurate. <laughs> All right. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to read off the Massage uh, Addict website. And I want, you to, I want you to chime in whenever you feel like it. Let me know how accurate this description is. Yep. This is straight from their webpage. This is the About Us page on their webpage. So about Massage Addict. Our focus is on uh, your overall wellness. And to help you achieve it, Massage Addict recruits only the highest caliber registered massage therapists and certified reflexologists across Canada. We empower those professionals to focus 100% on providing the very best massage therapy and reflexology treatments to our clients in our modern clean clinics that are designed for optimal comfort and relaxation at a price you can afford. What is that opening statement? Does it sound very accurate to you? Let me ask you a question, Mark. Would you give a hundred and like a hundred percent of your efforts in the treatment if you're being paid thirty dollars an hour? Well, I'm a different beast, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I if I'm going to be completely honest, I think it might be it might depend on my day. Um, I, like if I'm going to go the most honest route, and let's face it, like we all have those moments. Uh, I feel like I'm worth so much in terms of treatment. I mean, I've been treating for almost 15 years. I'm a registered kinesiologist i've been practicing kinesiology for 19 years i've got modalities up the ass i yep. i know i know a hell of a lot about the body and how the body works and i and i think my treatments are stellar so if i'm getting paid 30 bucks um do i feel the need to put in all the effort you know what on days that i feel really good about myself and i've and i've said all my affirmations and i'm and i'm, I'm <laughs> <game on>. what? <laughs> yeah exactly sure i am on days that you know what i just i just don't feel it then i can i can justify to myself why I'm not putting in 100% effort. But that's just me and that's just me being honest. And I know that I'm going to get shit on for saying that uh, because as a healthcare professional, I should always be putting... I'm fucking human. 
and that's You're the on a machine. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm kind and of massage therapy is like freaking taxing on the body so i'm sorry but like when you're treating i don't know seven patients a day i can't speak for you or any other therapist who can do it but like myself which is already checked out at four and even four sometimes can seem like the most painful exhausting thing ever um i know firsthand like again i'm a different beast as well i would i would never limit my ability to treat 100 percent just because of what i'm paid but it does take a toll on you mentally over time and any therapist will agree to that. And I've heard them firsthand say to me, oh, I'm being paid 30 fucking dollars an hour. I don't have to give everything. What do they expect? You get what you pay for. And okay, that's, so, all, that's always what I hear. So let's slow this down. So then this first statement, you're saying that, okay, give me a, give me a quote from the therapist that you work with. Like how many ther- <laughs> therapists are we saying like, are like, you know what? I'm not putting 100% into this. I admit it. I don't care. I'm going to give what I feel $30 is worth. Like a percentage, like out of a clinic of maybe seven massage therapists. Hey, whatever clinic you were say at. 60, 60 to 70% would so definitely say that. 60 to 70% of the people that you worked with at a massage addict have told you straight out, like, I'm giving $30 worth and whatever $30 worth means. I can't 100% say if it was my clinic because I actually kind of know people that worked at other ones. The ones at mine were, I would say a good 50% of them were pretty decent. And the other 50%, what they were kind of hiring afterwards that weren't massage therapists long term, were saying that. Okay. So this makes sense. What about this concept of the high, high, highest caliber registered massage i know it's their website and they got to make it sound great highest caliber highest caliber registered massage therapist did you <laughs> did you work with the highest caliber massage therapist i worked with in a, in a total clinic of nine or ten when i started there cool. i worked with three that were okay. high caliber quote unquote right on okay so and we understand i'm not bashing massage act that's not what i'm here to do i'm just trying to understand the inner workings and what we're seeing at what you're describing here this could happen anywhere like let's just get that out straight up like this can definitely happen anywhere where people you know feel they're not getting paid enough or for whatever reason they're just not going to put in 100 effort into what they're doing because people like that exist period like that's just the answer so if this is not um specific to massage addict definitely right um cool so now give me the uh give me the major polls as to why you decided to go there yes you want you were burning out and then you wanted a place where you can make your own schedule but were those the only things that were pulling you to go here yes so my whole reason to go to a massage addict because i didn't really do any research i'm going to be completely honest with you i saw an ad on indeed saying you know i was i was in a good location it was near where i was kind of located at the time. So it wasn't a far trek to go to work, uh, telling me I could build my schedule flexibility. Um, I would, I would be, I could get benefits if I was, if I was a full-time worker, which I knew I wasn't going to do. Cause let, let's be honest, I'm going there to not treat as much. So, right. uh, I have all these options again, and it was the online booking and the flexibility that really got to me because I had not worked for a place that could be online booking, which obviously gives you the, the ability to possibly have more clientele than someone that doesn't. So mm-hmm. it was those two major things that I was sold on. And then with speaking with my interviewer, um, he again gave me free reigns. It's like you build your schedule however you want. You want to work at 10 a.m. in the morning. You want to finish at three because I had other commitments. He's like, you do it. Okay, and- let's 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 slow this down. I want to back this up yeah. a little bit. You see this? You see this job posting on Indeed for massage addicts in your neighborhood. You're like, this this sounds fucking great. I'm putting in my application. I'm sending them a resume. You send yeah. them a resume. How fast do you get a response from the resume? Do you remember? <laughs> uh, I want to say three hours. All right, so they're really looking for people, or <laughs> they or they're really looking there. for people of of the caliber that you claim to be, right? Um, I don't know if they actually really pay attention to your experience on your resume. To be honest with you, I think they see massage therapists and they message you back right away. Right, so they they see massage therapists and then they jump on the CMTO website to see if you're actually a massage therapist. And if they do, then you're good to rock and roll. Three hours later, you get the call back saying, "Hey, can you come in for an interview?" Yeah. And that's just me, you know, talking shit about it. But, you know, whatever. It's a podcast. I can say whatever the fuck I want. I don't even know if they check with the same two, to be honest with you. Like, I, I have no idea what they do behind scenes. So I can't right. say they even go that extra step. So how long between the three hours that you get contacted is your interview? Three days. 
three days. Perfect. Three who's days. doing the Who's doing the interview with you? It was at the time it was a franchise clinic. It was a husband and wife, and it was the husband. Okay, so we're talking me. about we're talking about the owners of the franchise. Yes. And then, to the best of your knowledge, those owners of the franchise did they also kind of manage the place, or did they have a manager as well? Nope, they managed curious. the place. They stocked the place. They made sure everything was up to code. They did right. everything. Yeah. Okay. How does your interview go? Is it is it like a typical massage therapy interview? Like, no. And, you know, I'm not even going to ask. You tell me what the interview's like. It was if like, I was sold. Mark, I'm not even kidding you. I was, I thought I was in heaven. This was the most laid back interview I've ever experienced in my life. And as a person who really looks for, um, like I, I look for a different environment when I go to work. I don't want to be miserable when I go to work. I want to love the people I work with, especially my boss. Do you know right. what I mean? Yep. And he was he was sitting there cross-legged, like, you know, arm over his back of his chair, just swearing. And I was like, oh, my God, I, I need to fucking work with this person. I need to. <laughs> You're and like, I'm like, at home. I, I'm at home, right? Like, I fell at home. He's like, I only hire people that mesh a certain way. So, you know, unless everybody gets along, they're really not a part of the team. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God. I, I just came from hell. Like, I just came from a physio clinic where, you know, and as massage therapists, we don't know how competitive the industry is. So, you know, as a female massage therapist working with two other male therapists, I was more booked than they were. So they made my life hell. So I was right. coming out of hell. <laughs> and now being like this light is just shining on me in this clinic amazing staff he's telling me like everybody's so nice to each other it's a family it's a family environment i was like i need to work here i need to okay. work here in retrospect was that all true or no yeah with him it was <laughs> okay he, okay, he so. made it decent for me all right he so even you... told me he even told me i know we pay you shit his words exact i know we pay you shit but we can give you other things other places can't and he did live up to those words. All right. So let's start. Let's 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 keep rolling through the timeline here. Interview goes well. He offers you the job on the spot, I assume. And you say, fuck yeah, because, you know. Yeah, give all, me two this, weeks. <laughs> this, this is all like rainbows and, and cupcakes right now, right? Yeah. Okay. So you leave your other place. You start two weeks there. Give me an idea what your first day is like. First day. So he had set me up because I gave him two weeks, obviously, because I was yep. exiting my other place doing it right. And he had set me up the, I think, 40. 48 or 72 hours before my first day online so people could start booking. Right. And I'm not even kidding. He had two people actually on my schedule the, like for my first day. That never happens. I've worked places for my first day and I'm sitting there and my, my shift could be like, I don't know, 10 to 3 or something. Yeah. And I could, it hopes, get one client, but they fall through. And this happens a lot. But yeah. I had two clients my first day. I think one walked in and I had three near the end of my shift. So you're like, this is fucking gold. I've hit the gold yeah. mine. I yeah. don't have to, I don't, I, I'm actually making money. I don't have to sit around, wait for people to come in. I don't have to do the marketing or advertising anything myself. People are just booking it online. I show up and I do my treatment. And on top of that, I can work as little or as much as I want. This is sounding fucking great right now, by the way. Tell, like, again, again, imagine someone who has already been in the field for a bit. I don't have to worry about what I'm wearing. I roll out of bed, put on my massage attic uniform t-shirt. Yep. I get in my car, drive to work. I do my job, which is just to treat and do my notes mm -hmm. and I leave. And well, I, even I, I had to, you know, make your bed and stuff like that, but linen, all that kind of crap. Plus half the time the receptionists help you. They're waiting outside your door the minute your client leaves to help you flip your table. So you, it's, everything is done for you. Like you have all the help you need. Is this, is this to you at this moment worth the shitty pay? Uh, at this moment in my life yeah, where at, I was well, treated like the... a factory worker. Yeah. So you, you're now starting your, 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 and then you're thinking to yourself like, fuck, this is, this is fucking great. So what I'm making 30 bucks an hour, I'm actually doing a lot less work. But I was also considered a person. I wasn't considered a machine. And this was the, that's what was important to me. Like the manager himself, because again, I had more experience than a lot of the other massage therapists that were working there. Like I think there's one or two that was, they were already kind of treating for a while, maybe like six months to a year. But because yep. I already had this knowledge that he was aware about, and he actually took the time to ask me about these things in our interview, he would question me about things like, what would make the clinic better? What can I right. bring in the clinic? Like, can I, should I change stools? Should I get a hydroculator machine? Like he actually genuinely cared. And that was important to me because I'm not just here to make you money. I'm a person and you value my skill set and my time. Right. All right. So you're loving then the first week that you're there. I imagine that your schedule is filling up with this. How many days a week did you did you want to be scheduled in? Just out of curiosity. Initially, I think I put on four to start because, you know, obviously you, you're in the side of caution. You want to go guns blazing and put all your time in and then you don't know what's going to happen if you need to shorten it or whatever. So you start yeah. small and then you work your way up. All right. And and then uh, how many hours were you putting in in those four days? I only would. And I again, I can only treat 
four. I, I think I started off with five because I okay. was trying to be, you know, like bigger than I am. I started off with five, but then two weeks in, because I was actually fully booked, I couldn't do it anymore. I was like, okay, I can only do four. So he shortened it for me. He just gave me the four treatments. Okay, I get it. So yeah. so this is all sounding fucking hunky-dory right now. You get yeah. paid, what, every bi-weekly? Um, it was, yeah, think, it was bi-weekly. I think I read that somewhere on the website. So yeah, it's bi-weekly. And you're an independent contractor, though. You're not an employee, right? No. Yeah, you're not. You're, there's no tax deduction, nothing. Like, you have the ability to have benefits if you're working 35 to 40 hours a week, but that's about it. it but, but that benefit plan is something that you'd have to buy into. So it's essentially you're like an independent contractor that finds, like, Blue Cross or Blue Shield or it was, whatever uh, yeah, fucking companies are. Yeah, it was Blue Cross, are. yeah. Exactly. And you get a percentage off your, from your paycheck, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so tell me when when do things start to go fucking sour? Because right now it sounds like you're you're getting what you want. Yeah, so it went downhill when they decided that, okay, we can't fucking run this clinic anymore. And and corporate started to come in and, you know, they were getting all, I'm going to buy all these clinics. Can Mm -hmm. I pause you for a second? You mean the franchise owners are now wanting out of owning the franchise? Yeah. So this business model that's apparently like flawless where you'll make a lot of money really isn't because let's be honest, massage therapy and massage therapist is a different beast. Massage therapist will, I don't know, wake up in the morning and be like, I have a sneeze. So I'm just going to call in sick. And then you had a clientele that was probably, you had a client base of six to seven people booked for this one therapist gone. Do you know what I mean? So they were struggling financially. I'm not going to lie about that. They were struggling financially to be able to even kind of stock the clinic with its necessities like lotions and linens and all that kind of crap. So it was getting difficult for them. So they needed to check out. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. And so when when they needed to check out, it was kind of like they didn't try to sell the franchise. They just kind of uh, approached corporate and said like, I'm out. Are you going to buy me? Is that- so it kind of went to another franchise owner. And I think it was a franchise owner that were only like another two clinics or something like that so they decided to take on ours but we were kind of like the ugly stepsisters of the franchise like of that of the the three clinics that they had (laughs) so they i'm not even kidding like they barely fucking came in by the way by the way let's call it what it is is the adopted redhead (laughs) child Okay. <laughs> fucking ugly stepsister. Whatever. <laughs> but that's what we felt like. They would never, they put this one receptionist in there who didn't know anything. And she wasn't even making members come in. Like she was actually having people sign the membership uh, waivers and stuff like that. And then they would just go in the filing cabinet and no one would ever come back. So almost every therapist wasn't seeing anybody for the most part, unless people were magically booking online. So again, for this company that's supposed to kind of make you a lot of money, it wasn't doing so well. And maybe it was the location, not a hundred percent sure. But they took on us, but then they were bought out by corporate. Well, you know what also is a pain in the ass? I mean, because you're paying people $30 and like how you asked me at the beginning, would you put in 100% effort if you didn't pay $30? Am I responsible? Well, it depends on my day. If I'm making $30 and I'm working, say, a six-hour day, I mean, three sixes are, what, 180 bucks? I'm making 180 mm. bucks at the end of the day. And that's not even before, I, that's that's not even after I pay all my taxes on No, that. that's not. So I'm really no. walking away with next to nothing. So guess what? I'm a therapist and this is going to sound really harsh, but this is just, this is the reality i'm a therapist not me personally but i'm a therapist and i wake up that day and i'm like fuck this i don't feel like going to work i don't care if i got seven people lined up i was only meant to make uh, 150 170 180 210 tops for that day fucking anyway <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's i can see how this already throws a fucking grenade in the whole mix already where now the owner of that franchise is going listen i don't know what to do here i have a question though about the the fees or what they pay you is this mm. coming from like is this this is part of obviously their business model is the franchise owner do they have to stick to that business model in terms of like how much they're going to pay therapists see this is the thing i found like when i originally started there for an initial appointment so if a client just walks off the street they're not a member or they've never been to the clinic before and they get this really cheap rate for an hour massage um at the time we would only make 25 dollars. that was it when they became members we would get 30 if they were non-members we would get 30. Um, and then there's obviously 90-minute appointments as well. I think you made $45. Who the fuck makes $45 for a 90-minute appointment? Who gotcha. wants to do a 90-minute appointment and make $45? Nobody. So I gotcha. wouldn't do them regardless. But already, like, that was low. And then when corporate came in, or sorry, the other franchise owners, they leveled it out. So it was first appointment, even members, non-members, it was 30. And then the 90 minutes were whatever. Corporate came in, they kept it the same for what I know, because I was on the same contract, so they just made me sign it with the corporate but it was still paying paid 30 for the hour whether it was member or non-member or first so time 
So it is sounding like then the franchise owner does have a lot of leeway in terms of what they're going to pay. I mean, if one franchise owner started off at 25 if for, for whatever the fee is and then moved up to 30 and then this other one comes in and it has everyone at 30 moving. So there is a little bit of wiggle room. There has well, to be. I don't I, I don't think so because eventually when corporate came in, it was kind of across the board. It was 30, that's it. So, right. But with the franchise owners, I can't really say because again, I only worked at that one clinic. I didn't do too much research to find out what are other clinics that are franchise owned giving their uh, therapist for initial visit. It could have been different. Who knows? All right. I'm on the website here, Indeed website, where I'm looking at a whole bunch of reviews from people that have worked at Massage Act. This is Massage Act employee reviews. Some of them are former registered massage therapists. Some of them are current registered massage therapists. Some of them are admin staff, like a receptionist or whatever the case (laughs) is. I want you, I'm going to read a couple of these and I want you to tell me how accurate they are. Okay. This one person here rated it a one out of five this person was this one this person is a former employee and we want to keep in mind that yeah you might you might have you know a little chip on your shoulder being a, a former employee so you know take this however you want um this person had the position of receptionist or service administrator from mississauga this is dated july 5th 2018 and the title here is the title here is terribly toxic and the post says i worked at massage attic which was far too long i went above and beyond in my role and did not reap any benefits i believe i was very underpaid for the work i did and extra tasks i would take on a daily basis the team at the head office in my opinion is very quote unquote clicky and unprofessional they also seemed extremely unorganized and all over the place it was often hard to get one straight answer to any questions or issues to arise which made it a stressful work environment as mistakes were inevitable with such confusion in my opinion (laughs) many mistakes made by reception staff are those of management Without proper training or knowledge and so much confusion, it is impossible to do well in your role. The environment slash job culture was terribly uh, draining and negative, and I believe it all trickles down from the head office slash management. The best part of working there was leaving. <laughs> wow. Does tell, this it, sound, tell it like it really is. Does this sound like um, an experience that anyone that you worked with or heard of working had? Is that yeah. an accurate description? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we all know, or I don't know if we've mentioned it already, but we probably will. There's a lot of turnover at Massagetic. And that goes with staff in general across the board, massage, front end, and management. So once corporate started to come in, they, again, they know nothing about our profession. So, um, you know, code of ethics, I don't know, cleanliness, I don't know, you know, anything that had record keeping. What is right. that? They, they would have to come to us and be like, what do we do? And um, this happened for, I, I want to say, a good six months after our first new management was hired once corporate came in, which again, there was three managers before I left that came from corporate. They were all, it was a turnover, constantly being fired and okay. nobody knew what was going on. So massage therapists were also leaving. It was, it was crazy. And in terms of, you know, the hiring and the training, massage therapy, like it was becoming a joke there. Even the clients that were coming in, they were seeing us as massage therapists, like what's going on with your front desk? Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) We just try to stay back here and like hide in a corner and just hope that, you know, we don't get fear assessed. Like that was a point that happened at least when I was there, when corporate started to come in. Cause otherwise we had therapists when franchise was there that had passed like the, the, you know, peer assessment because everything was up to date, cleanliness, right. record keeping, everything. And at one point it was sketchy and I was like, I need to leave because this is detrimental to my profession. Right. That's uh that's kind of screwed up a little bit. I'm not going to lie. You know what? Um, but again, that can happen at any clinic, right? So I don't oh, yeah. want to throw I don't want to throw this all onto massage addict because this can happen at any disorganized clinic. It just so happens that it appears that the massage addict you were at was somewhat disorganized, especially in the turnover. And you know, apparently in that particular person's where they did the review. I want to read another one. This one is from a former RMT. This person rated it a five out of five, and oh. this person was a former. Uh, employee um, from Surrey, BC. This is dated August 11th, 2018, so it's pretty new. And the title of this one is Best Boss in Working Environment Ever. And I'll read you the post. The brand new facility is visually stunning and just feels nice to be in. The pay is on par with other
other clinics in BC. The boss is super easygoing and a joy to work with. As a new RMT, I was as busy as I wanted to be. I can call in on a Monday and open four appointments on Tuesday, and they will be filled within two to three hours. The working environment is quite pleasant. If you work full-time, the boss gives you a lot of perks. For example, free continuing education, one massage per month. She was a great boss. Whatever you need or want, she basically says yes. So either that's too good to be true and anybody who wants to work for Massage Addict needs to go there to that location. But that sounds pretty good. That I does would, sound I pretty would, good. I would, I would work there. I would, I would leave now. I would leave from where I am right now and go there. So let me pick out a couple. I want to try to find one who's not a former employee, someone who's, who works there. This person rated a four. A four out of five. They and they currently work there? They're registered massage oh. there. Well, this is this is dated November 28th, 2017, but this was written when they worked there. So they're a registered massage therapist, and at the time they were a current employee, 4.0 out of five. You come in, and the invoices and client files are assembled for you. The billing is done for you. The laundry is done for you. The staff are supportive and collaborative. Pros, flexible hours. Cons, poor income. That yes. about sounds like on par with, what, with everything that's going on so there's definitely going to be a collection of good and bad the bad is always going to be surrounding the price or the bad appears to be surrounding the disorganization of the clinic and i feel that has a lot to do with franchise owners not being regulated healthcare professionals you know they're used to running a business they might not be used to running a healthcare business which is a whole other ball game. oh yeah no definitely so now take me to the point of which you're like i i'm leaving i'm getting out of here okay so essentially it became that my skill set and the clients that I was seeing that were happy didn't really matter at that point because I, for what I was told, I can build my schedule the way I want it to, to be. I can treat as many people as I need or want. That became a giant fucking lie. So it was, please take on more people. Uh, we lost a lot of therapists, like female therapists, especially when the turnover happened with corporate. And so I was like one of three and uh, female therapists obviously they get a lot more booked they're high in demand. So uh, when my schedule is obviously limited as it is to four days a week at four clients, and I have the same clientele that I've had for two years, they're not budging. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't really squeeze in anybody else in my schedule. So they approached me, you know, I want to say a handful of times, like within a week and said, Okay, uh, this is what's happening. We kind of need you to be a little bit more on board with this. We need you to open up your schedule a little bit more. And I said, I cannot physically do that. And it's not even just me being a prima donna and saying, I don't want to. I can't, do you know what I mean? And it got to the point where I felt I was being pushed to do something that I physically can't do. And I had to get proof that I couldn't do it. And I started already looking for another job because like, obviously this is not going to go well. Plus all the chaos was just driving me out anyways. And they decided to just cut me. They were like, you know what? You, you don't want to open up your schedule. We need to take a therapist that's going to take your spot in the morning that will definitely treat more and see ya. And that's what mm -hmm. happened. So professional, no. And did they really give a crap about the actual clients and, you know, the quality and the skills that I had? No, I just became numbers to them and I wasn't what they wanted. I hear that. And that's a, that's a very frustrating thing. Definitely. Oh, yeah. And I imagine this would happen with a, a lot of different people, especially if the kind of the pull is like, I want to go in there part time. And this might be a particular location that needs something a little bit more from their staff. But I understand it from both sides. But at the end of the day, again, healthcare businesses work a little bit differently, especially when you pay $20,000 to go to school. You know what I mean? And you are a regulated healthcare professional to be treated um, uh, in, in a light that is not reflective of how you feel you should be treated and how, you know, other places do not treat you right if we're going to talk about a massage therapy clinic let's compare it to other massage therapy clinics and so i kind of see how that can be really fucking frustrating oh no definitely but at the same time you know do you really think that treating four people a day is really you know um good to me i make what 140 dollars, and that's before i have to deduct taxes if that was my choice and i wanted to make that little like come on <laughs> i mean i could take my table and just go treat a person a day you know, at house or something. I'm choosing to be there because I was told that I could build a schedule that I want and I can yeah. work as many or as little as that I need. And that's because they 
you know, care about me. They don't want me to burn out. And that's what I was told originally when I got there. So that truth tends to, you know, fluctuate a lot because whereas, yeah, they'll guide you to where they kind of need you. If you, so if you say I'm a more morning person, but they have three RMTs already in the morning and they want to be busy, they know that you might sit there with no clients. So they'll say, well, how about you start at 12? Do you know what I mean? So they'll kind of work with you in a, in a sense, but it's more what they want than what you want at the end of the day. Right. Understandable on their end. It just really sucks. I mean, at the end of the day, you kind of have to, you, you kind of sit back and say, well, you know, they do pay you shit. And therefore, should I really be expecting anything else? And I think if you go in there with that mindset, then you don't feel so fucking shit on at the end of the day when things are not working out the way you thought they were. The crappy part is, at least from what I'm gathering from you, you feel like you got a little duped, especially in the interview. But you can't help it when there's changeover like that. No, of course course you don't. So my next question then is, who would you suggest work there if someone came to you and said hey i'm thinking about going a massage attic um Mm -hmm. uh what do you think you used to work there tell me give me your honest opinion if you think it's worth my time to go there if you have been a practicing massage therapist for a couple of years and you are tired of having to do everything for yourself and that includes finding clients advertising linen buying all this lotion you know all this crap and you don't really care what you make go there you know you can make somewhat of a sturdy paycheck if you are fully booked if you are a new graduate and you're coming out of school and you don't have the money to kind of start renting or taking you know like getting small payments and then having to sit there and practically not treating anybody you know go there because everything's taken care of for you you just roll into work you treat you'll you'll you know learn how to do a lot more hands-on you'll have more of experience with you know the clients and your co- your colleagues and stuff and you know, what to do, what not to do type of thing. So I think it's a good experience for them. And again, therapists who just maybe, you know, don't care about making little, but don't want to kill themselves anymore. That's who are I you, recommend it to. Are you in regret for uh, working there? No, because it was an experience. Do you know what I mean? Because now I, I look at things differently. So coming from someone who came out of school, was making a lot of money, uh, but got hurt from it. And then going to this place where it's like, yeah, at the beginning, it was phenomenal, right? Had the best team. Uh, you know, I made decent, like I say decent money because it paid my bills. You know what I mean? Like at the mm-hmm. end of the day, that's all I cared about. Could, could I pay my bills? That's all I cared right. about. But I wasn't killing myself and I was treated like a person. Yeah. When everything went downhill and corporate came in, no. Like that was, you know, but again, that's what you look for. When you go into another workplace, does this remind me of what I left? Yes. Stay away from it. It's a red flag, right? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it also makes me open my eyes where I'm worth a lot more. Because at the end of the day, you're working for a freaking massage addict. And you could be a seven-year massage therapist, a 10-year massage therapist with a shit ton of education behind you. And you're still going to make the exact same as Smojo that came out of school. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's, it's difficult as a therapist to kind of wrap your head around that to be like, I'm worth more. And no matter what I do, no matter how much skill I have, no matter, you know, all the feedback I get in terms of the knowledge I have, it doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. You're just, you're making 30 bucks and that's it. Yeah. It's kind of tough. I mean, I think I, I, I can't, I can't swallow the $30 thing. It's not because I think $30 is not enough money because you know, for some people, $30 is, I don't, I don't know what it is about it. I, I can't put my finger on it. And I truly understand like the the importance of being able to make your own schedule and therefore you can kind of dictate how much money you're going to make at the end of the week, at the end of the month, annually. And you have the potential to make more money at these places than if you had a better split at another place but just weren't really busy. Or yeah. you know what, you have your own place and you're paying for your overhead and you're struggling to get people through the door because marketing and networking is not your fucking thing and therefore you're just drowning. And then working at something like a place like this makes a lot of sense for you i get it i get it i get it i think this place gets shit on quite a bit um and i think it's all got to do with with the amount of money you make i think it's a shame that that the franchise owners apparently at least a lot of things based on what i'm reading here just appear to not really give a fuck about the employees or not really care about the overall treatment that the patients are are getting they don't really it appears yeah. that way and i'm just saying this because like i, I there's always going to be 
clinics that are the opposite. You know what I mean? We truly care about this. And we care about our staff. And, and those are probably the ones that have great reviews. It's a beautiful place to work at. But at the end of the day, when you are, have these clinic owners that are not subject to the RHPA, that are not regular healthcare professionals who have codes of ethics, and these codes of ethics, the first, the, usually the first tenets of these codes of ethics has something to do with respecting people. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and, and the whole pro, the whole premise of healthcare is to like do no harm, do good where you can. You know, everything you're doing is secondary to making a profit. I understand making money and living is something that needs to be done, but when you're working for someone who's not in that mindset, it, it can be it can be a little bit difficult for sure. And that's and that's the whole thing. It's a mindset, right? So a lot of people when I was working at massage, I would say to me, you know, thirty dollars is a lot of money for an hour, right? And you know, a lot of times you're talking to people who make, I don't know, sixteen, thirteen, yeah. nineteen. So to them it's a lot. But you take into consideration the massage therapy, if you're doing it right and if you're doing it to, you know, for a purpose and you're actually trying to cle- treat your clients and stuff, uh, is so physically demanding that $30 isn't enough. Do you know what I mean? Like construction workers make more than $30 an hour because they have physically demanding jobs. Do you know what I mean? Would mm-hmm. you see a construction worker making or wanting to make more than, less than that? No. So I feel like massage therapy is underestimated in the sense where we do a lot if we're doing it right. The ones that don't really put a lot of effort into their treatments and don't care that they're making a little because to them 30 is still a lot of money if they're just kind of, you know, lotioning you for an hour. Sure. That's their that's their alternative. Like that's their motive. They want to so just get by. So this is a therapist problem. So this is this is this is you just made me go down a whole other fucking path. Guess what, massage therapists? Don't fucking complain about massage acts because they're your colleagues who are deciding that this is okay and this is something that they're okay doing and they feel like it's val they feel that thirty dollars meets their value. So at the end of the day, if massage therapists didn't have this mindset, at least the ones that worked at like these are your fucking colleagues, right? So yeah. this is a massage therapy problem because if no massage therapist thought thirty dollars was okay, then you couldn't get somebody to work there and these places can't exist. Or they see have but this to pay is the fear. Yeah, and this is the fear though. I've had so many conversations with massage therapists or just people in general and they've asked me they're like do you think that this is going to be what clinics are going to be nowadays that it's just going to be the same type of concept as massage addict and that all these other clinics physio chiro whatever they're all going to go down the same line it's all going to be this cheap rate because they're all in competition because at the end of the day you know as a consumer you're going to look for the best cost you're going to look for the best price and massage addict unfortunately has one of the competitive rates for massage. So like what are you gonna do? How do you fight that? I disagree with you there. I don't think I don't think a lot of consumers, I don't think the majority of consumers or people that consume massage therapy are looking for the best price. You don't? I don't I don't believe that. I think people that are really into getting massage therapy treatment, um, and when I'm saying massage therapy treatment, I'm talking about treatment, right? I'm not talking about getting a massage. I'm talking about mm-hmm. seeking treatment. They are they are going to be very particular about where they go. They're going to be very particular about their therapist. And that's why you probably had, you know, a very steady clientele wherever you went, whether it was wherever you worked, whether it was the massage yeah. act you worked at or the physio place you worked at or the chiro place is because you did good quality work, right? So yeah, I think definitely. I think a lot of people are I mean, there's definitely the bargain hunters. And that's fine, but I think people that get massage therapy on the regular, they're more in tune with what massage therapy does for them, and they're willing to pay for it. So in terms of having the fear that you know massage therapy is going to go down this road and follow this business model, I don't think so at all. I don't think Massage Addict threatens any business, any massage therapy clinic, any chiro clinic, any physio clinic, any clinic that's running the same types of programs. I don't think that business model is threatening one bit. Someone that's no, going to go to massage yeah. addict is not going to go to your clinic. That's that's a given. That's a oh, given. Definitely. You're, not, you're yeah. not missing out on anything there because that's a piece of the pie that you were never going to fucking get anyway. <laughs> but like, Mike, obviously the, the, the running thing is here is because a lot of clients depend on their benefits. Do you know what I mean? For sure. And, you know, unfortunately, as, you know, time goes on, massage benefits become less and less unless you have some serious good employers or you're paying into a, like a benefit plan where you get a lot. Um, the unfortunate part is you don't get much, well, maybe what, like 500 bucks a month if you're lucky. Or sorry, five hundred bucks a year. It, yeah, it depends, right? Claim. But the yeah. f- from someone who's been like kind of you know digging into the insurance companies and stuff like that, the the majority of them 
500 bucks for massage a year and that's shitty and you know they'll, they'll look at they'll look at okay i can go down the street to the chiropractic clinic who charges maybe 90 to 100 dollars for a massage or i can go to massage at a and this is the thing and i've talked to both ends of the spectrum of clientele saying i would still rather pay 90 to 100 dollars but get better than to exactly. go to one of these clinics and get lotioned essentially just lubricated for an hour and go home and feel nothing or, or no well, difference at all. And just feel like I just throwing my money into a system. That's not fixing me. Exactly. Well, that's exactly what I suggested. That piece of the pie was never yours to begin with. Chiro clinic, massage therapist, we're going to the Chiro clinic. Cause that's someone that's not going to come to you regardless. So no. you can't don't even count them as part of your potential income. Right? So you're not, you're not losing out on anything. Massage addict is great because it's going to allow for someone who doesn't necessarily have the means to pay for therapy to pay for therapy because of this membership type of thing or to maximize their coverage. Like you said, and like, that's, that's, that's that's a good thing for them, right? The downside is the mentality of the therapist works working there. And it's it's such a mind fuck because it trickles all the way down. You get paid little so you put in less effort. You get paid little so it attracts a therapist who maybe is not the best technically, right? So you kind of get what you pay for in those scenarios. There is room for it. I definitely see how there's room for it in the marketplace, and I don't think it's threatening at all. The shitty part is the consumer kind of loses in the end. Mm -hmm. That is the shitty part. The consumer loses. Explain. Well, I mean, I've heard the stories of, you know, I've come here, I find a therapist I really like, I got a massage, I like the therapist, I pay my membership based on seeing this therapist. Mm -hmm. And then I go to book with them the next month because I got to use these up once every month at a minimum. I, I go to book with and then I can't see them. But you're the reason well, I'm fucking here in the first place. Either you're gone or you're booked. So yeah. now I'm now I'm shuffled off to somebody else like that. That's that's it, it's taken away my freedom to choose if we're going to go all ethics on us it's taken away my autonomy to choose my health care if i come to see you at a chiro clinic or a physio clinic right and mm -hmm. i can't see you on this day then i wait for your available there's no loss to me but if i paid a membership where i have to use one a month then i'm just going to go with anybody so i'm not missing out on what I've already paid for. It's taken away well, my freedom to choose my healthcare. We'll see like and and again, this this goes back to say like we spoke about the memberships and stuff like that where they they get one massage a month, right? And their credit card information is there and they get billed if they don't show up for this massage. And this has happened where, you know, a client isn't able to see you for the month because you're booked up or you change your schedule or something right. or you're in the midst of changing your schedule and if they're loyal they wait no, no, no question asked they'll wait they'll wait for the next month their massage gets billed for that month they get now two massages or they can use two massages so one that will be charged to their card or however they want to pay in clinic and the one that was already prepaid from their credit card so okay. you know so they kind of just kind of shift over to each month that they're not being used now a, you know if a person leaves that sucks because this person now thinks that they're stuck in this membership and they can't get out until their year is done so in that sense yes but in any in any clinic and i'm you know playing devil's advocate here it can happen the same like for someone like myself who doesn't treat that much because i can't if a client wants to book with me and i'm fully booked already and they can't see me for a month their option is they can leave and they can see somebody else or they can wait for me so you yeah, kind of no, run no, into no, no, that no. in both places but you don't run into both places because i haven't I haven't committed for 12 treatments. If I book with you at, a, at another at another establishment and okay, then the next time you can't see me, I can wait to see you when you're free and when I'm free. In other words, when our schedules are are coincide and I don't lose anything. Yeah, and right? that's and that's what yeah, that's what I said though. Like as long as the therapist doesn't leave. <laughs> But, even okay. if the therapist, but the bottom line is even if the therapist is there. So for example, and this is the way I understand it. You have 12 massages to use and you, and you, and, and it's meant to be used once a month or they have their six month program. This is the way I understand it to be right. And I can use more if I want to, I can pay for more if I want to at the membership rate, but I have to use the minimum of the 12. In other words, I'm committing to coming at least once a month. Yes. Right. And no matter what happens, I'm going to get charged whether I come or not for these 12 treatments. If, yeah. So even, you're, 
guaranteed to see a, like a bill on your on your uh, credit card it, every exactly. month, whether you're there or not. Exactly. So this is where the problem lies. If I wanted to see you as a therapist and I can't get to see you and I don't want to see anybody else, I'm almost forced to see somebody else because I'm already paying for it. Yeah, at that point, yeah. Okay, I guess if you board it like that, sure. Yeah. Which which now <laughs> which which now starts to take away my freedom to really choose, right? Now, it, or I just lose money, which kind of ethically this isn't right but i i no, but, it isn't. You, but you but you kind of know what you're signing up for when you get into the membership at least for fuck's sakes i hope you know what you're signing up for in other words <laughs> i hope whoever's selling you this the salesperson is not giving you a fucking full on sales job and you understand what you're getting into because it's not cool if if you don't yeah it, it's again it depends from the type of training and everything that the receptionist has again there's a way out of it there's always a way out of these things um you know they'll, they'll fight you on it they'll try and say well you signed it like any contract you ever signed for sure but for you sure. know if they put up enough of a fight and say well listen i don't really like any of your massage therapists and i don't feel like i want to be here anymore since mine is gone or i can't ever book with her i would like to get out of this membership and any money that i've already paid into the system i would like refunded and they they do do that. They can do that. So there is a way out. It's again, it's challenging because you have to talk to them and that's always a process because good luck with that. But, um, you know, there is a way out. And in the sense, again, it, the model is to protect the therapist to make sure that they're kind of like not protect them, but to make sure that they're getting booked. Do you know what I mean? Like there is the model of clients. Is the model to protect the therapist? Uh, I'll debate that one. Okay. I, I mean, I'll, 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 the I'll model, that. The it's, model is to pad the pocket of the franchise owner. Oh, yeah. I'll remodel. I'll rephrase that. It's, I guess, in the sense that it kind of is beneficial to the therapist. There, that's the word. Beneficial I, to the therapist, but I accept, more so to I accept for them. that one. Okay. Beneficial. One. Sorry. I just said some shit that I didn't mean. Anyways, beneficial to the therapist. I get it. I get it all. And I'm so glad that you took the time out of your evening to kind of give us the experience of working there. Because like I said, I can read this shit all day long on their website. I can read all of the kind of the, the reviews from people that work there. And again, I, I don't know how, how much I trust reviews, period. Because, you know, if I'm an angry employee or former employee, guess what I'm doing? I'm writing the, I'm giving the worst review. I'm writing the worst yeah. shit ever. If I work there and I happen to love the place, they're getting the greatest review. I can kind of look past all the shit that might happen. And that goes with any establishment with any type of job. So I take all reviews with kind of a grain of salt. And then when I'm on Facebook and I'm reading, you know, what, whenever someone jumps onto a group and says, hey, massage addict uh, or hand in stone or, or envy in the States, I think there's one called envy. What are the pros and cons of, of working at these places? And then a whole bunch of people chime in. Like, I don't want to hear a whole bunch of people chime in that have never fucking been there. I want to hear what it's like from someone that's been there even if it's as even if every franchise has got their own thing going on to it is a is 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 is, is it's its own entity you know what yeah. I, it's, that's better to me hearing it straight from the horse's mouth than fucking hearsay from somebody else from somebody else from somebody else from somebody else from someone else's cousin you know what i mean there's definitely more negative than positive but i feel like there's there's a mix there's a mix there's definitely a mix do you know what i mean so i feel like people need to be open-minded but they also need to know what they're getting into and that's the most important thing like you know you're gonna get shitty fucking pay do you know I mean? like you know before you even go in there because no everybody knows what massage addict is now do you well, know what i mean like there's does everyone know now and this is kind of why i wanted to do this podcast therapists do well I think therapists, therapists, do. therapists that are out working they know when massage they go into is going, the schools <laughs> this is my point when massage act is going into the school and telling these the 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 soon-to-be massage therapist how great massage addict is and the same way you went for your interview and saw the ad post on indeed and you jumped at the idea right imagine that's you as a student and you don't know of anything different i won't say better i'll say different you don't know of anything <laughs> different that exists unless your instructor is all over that and they can give you some of that information right oh, definitely I've, yeah guess what i've already seen the instructors who work at massage addicts or who were former massage act employees who had great experiences there and they pour it on they pour it out even thicker i've seen it firsthand oh, no, and i'm not and i'm not saying massage addicts a bad place to be don't get me wrong it serves its purpose it serves its purpose in the community it's, it serves it's the its, ecosystem <laughs> exactly it serves its purpose in the community it serves its purpose with a certain type of therapist i think everyone throwing their arms up and getting upset about 
what Massage Addict doesn't make sense and is, is kind of pointless because, again, that was a part of the pie that you were not probably going to get anyway. So it really makes no difference to you whether it's there or not. It's not really yeah. going to affect you all that much. I just want people to be a little bit more aware about some of the stuff that happens and some of the stuff that they might read. Yeah, and that's the thing, like the whole education part of it, right? So as a, as a student, if you're hearing about a company that's coming to you and explaining them, themselves to you, I would hope you do some sort of research. And as you found out the moment you go on Facebook or whatever, you can find immediately the first negative things about it are the pay. Do you know what I mean? So that's not that it's not hidden from you. Like you're going to get paid shit. Uh, it's what you don't know, which is some of the pros to working for it. Do you know what I mean? Or what could be the pros, especially someone who's, you know, a, a new graduate who's now newly licensed or someone who just, you know, can't be bothered to do all the advertising and sitting and waiting around hoping that clients come knock on the door. Do you know what I mean? Like there are pros to the place itself and you, you get so much negative. And again, I, I'm neither here nor there for the place. Cause I had both good and bad experiences for it. Would I ever work for a massage edit again? No. <laughs> and ah. if people were to come to me, well, because I'm, I've moved on in life. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, I, I just, you've know, evolved as a therapist. Yeah, exactly. And you know, whether I was, I wasn't new at it when I first went there, but you still see the things that happen behind and you just know as a person what you're looking for. And again, to me, money wasn't always everything. So I, I, again, I signed those forms, the agreements knowing full well, I'm going to get paid shit, but I wanted something different in terms of an environment because it's more important to me to work with people that generally have the same interests as me or care about you know, their job as much as I do or as passionate as I am. So that's more important than, oh, I get paid, you know, 70% of what I make. I don't mm -hmm. care. Money is money. So would you ever consider opening or buying a massage addict franchise? No, because again, coming from someone who watched a, a very good, a very good business. Like, I, I say, I would say he's pretty good at what he was doing. You know, he attracted the right people. He had a good therapist base. Do you know what I mean? And he couldn't even break even. Do you know what I mean? Like it was almost as if it was kind of milking out of his own pocket. If he couldn't do it and he was good at his job, imagine, you know, someone like myself who doesn't have, and he has a business background. And I don't, I don't think I'd ever be able to make that thing function, even knowing about massage therapy, just because massage therapy is just a fickle environment and massage therapists, there's so much turnover and people want to move on and make better money or whatever the case is. So it's just not something that I'm interested in and owning a massage addict. Right on. Thanks for hanging. This was a good talk. Yeah. Thanks for You're bringing welcome. some thanks for bringing some stuff to our attention. Thanks for candidly speaking about your experience there. I love it that you just spoke freely on it. You kind of let it fly. Um, you know, because that's when we can get down to the real deal and understand your experience. And here's the disclaimer. This is your experience there. This is well, not mine, to say yeah. that every uh, massage addict or every chain operates the same way. This is not saying that every franchise works the same way. But, you know, your experience is your experience and we're not going to discount that. You know, that's something to be said. I'd say this how it is, right? It's my experience. Everyone will have their own. So Right on. Thank you very much, quote unquote, Michelle, RMT, <laughs> formerly from Ontario in Alberta maybe you'll make your way back who knows and if you um, make your way back have you, have you heard of the weather here it's a, it was like literally snowing for the past two weeks so yeah yeah um, <laughs> I'm definitely not coming there so when you decide to make your way back because your snowshoes are no good um, <laughs> you're more than welcome to come hang on our couch and record with us again because I think you would be an awesome guest for uh, something that we call the unprofessional hour. Ooh, Ooh. I'd are you like that. What, are you wondering what that is? Um, I can almost kind of. If you're wondering what that, what that is, that I'm is. I'm going to get slightly upset because that means you have not been listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone, that can be found on all the major podcast platforms. The unprofessional hour, that was a little plug, I love that. That The unprofessional hour <laughs> is when we have a therapist come in and they can choose to remain anonymous if they want to. So you can stay being Michelle if you'd like to. And this is where we rap about stuff that happens to us that no one really knows because you can't really tell anybody else. You can't talk to us about your clients. 
clients, with your clients, because some of these things involve what your clients do, right? This is stuff that massage therapists just talk about when they're with each other. And no one really understands what we talk about because no one knows. And we have some really fucked up stories that go along with just in the business. So that is what the unprofessional hour is all about. So when you are here or whenever you roll through this area, like I said, you know, jump out out of the sled that's being led by the snow dogs, take your snowshoes off, throw yourself on the couch. You think I, I have snow dogs here, huh? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, and uh, do do a, do an unprofessional hour with us. I think you'd be a great guest. Sure. I'm on right board. On. Sounds good. That sounds like a commitment to me. Well, guys, I think that's going to be a wrap on this. You have been listening to two massage therapists and a microphone. My name is Mark. Her name is not really Michelle, but it doesn't <laughs> bloody matter. Listen, <laughs> subscribe, and we're out. <laughs>